0: Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the Wall Street Coach Podcast with me, Kim Ann your host, and Lucas Peterson. Hello, Lucas.
1: Hello, Kim. How are you?
0: I am having a wild and adventurous day. <laughs> <laughs> Had a really crazy week, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you and having this podcast conversation today. Yeah,
1: I'm looking yeah. forward to it. One wild and crazy thing is you took your first trade. <laughs> yeah, I my
0: first trade, I'm very excited, very excited. It was really quite, uh, really quite, I, I think most of all, I was curious after I took it and how it was going to go, whether I was going to want to do more. And so this morning, Tim and Steven and I recorded the Study Trade podcast, and they're like, so? I was like, I want more. And they were like, yes, of course you want more. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that was
0: really good. So that was really good. So I did a crypto play. I got crypto. What, is that the right language? Yeah, I don't yeah, even know the yeah. language. All right. So because uh, Bryce Davis, who I want to give a shout out to him, at Stocks to Trade, he's one of the trainers there, and he just suggested, uh, as we were talking about me just getting some skin in the game, he said that that uh, there was probably likely it was very likely that Bitcoin was going to go above fifty uh, this long three-day weekend, and that this would be a sympathy play if I took Mara, which is what I did. So I took Mara. Uh, did a overnight so that's a swing trade and I watched it through the weekend because of course I had skin in the game and I must have asked him 17 times if this doesn't go the way I want it to will I lose more than 112 dollars which is what I basically (laughs) bought three shares and he was like no I was like but what if it does this then could I lose he's like no and if it does that Then could I lose? Like, I was like looking for the leak holes. And so Stephen asked me this morning, well, what was it like emotionally for you as you waited to see? And I said, I accepted in the moment I took the trade that I might never see that $112 ever again. So anything... Better than me losing $112 was going to be a win. And Tim <laughs> was like, that is good. All, almost everybody starts playing, having to spend their money, Kim. Very few are thinking they've already lost their money. Yeah. So uh, he seemed to be very proud of me and was very happy. And then I spoke to... What happened on Tuesday morning, Bryce checked in with me. Are you still in Mara? Yes, I am, because I probably wouldn't even know how to get out of it I, I wanted to do it by myself. <laughs> so he was, like, checking in on me. So I, I was like uh, – he's like, where are you at? I told him. Uh, it was up 1978, so I had a, tw- I was at a 20% profit or close to a 20% yeah. profit. And uh, I have to tell you my first reaction, Lucas, was – Maybe I stay in a little longer. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm making the money. Maybe yeah. I stay a little longer. And so I wrote to Bryce, maybe, maybe I stay in another day or two. And then he goes, That's one way to go. Or one could consider he just made a 20% profit on their first trade ever. And that could also be another way to go. And I was like, what's happening? I'm feeling greed right now. I want more. And then I was like, that's not good. I have to pull out. (laughs) So I was like, take my 20% and come out. So I did. And within and I I, I honestly think less than an hour. I looked at it and it had already gone below 44. So I was very happy with myself that I didn't get tempted. Um, However, talking to Tim Bowen this morning, he said, because of a couple of other factors, it wouldn't be a bad thing for me to maybe go back in and do the same thing again. Yeah. And he said, you know, there you sometimes can do that with the same uh, ticker yeah. a couple of times. And you know, he's like, now if you can just keep this consistency, Kim, of not letting the Greek get a get a hold of you, and you keep making twenty percent. He's like, can you imagine a hedge fund that made twenty percent. <laughs> People would be very happy with that. <laughs> so he's like, just go after a couple of you know singles. Uh, of course, it was only nineteen thousand seventy eight cents, but I think it's at least a good beginning for me to just see what the physiology of that experience is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like you went through it all too, which is so awesome. Like you weren't, you weren't uh, completely detached from it. And like you actually cared. So that's, that's a fun, exciting thing to see.
0: And I, (laughs) I also was, you know, curious, like I, I, after I sold it, like, you know, not only did I check it in that moment, but then I checked it a couple more times, you See know, where it went, yeah. Yeah, to see where it went, and then I said to Tim, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing that, and he's like, No, no, we're you're gonna do it. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, this is what you do, and he's like, Welcome to our world, and he goes to the point where you're looking at your phone that even when people are talking at you, at talking to you, you're just like, Uh huh, because you're looking at Mara, and then yeah. you walk into a wall because you're looking at Mara. He's like, Welcome. <laughs> To the tunnel hole, Kim. Welcome to the rabbit hole. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's so. This is so. This is fun (laughs) because this is why I do less day trading and more swing trades. Is because I could just like stare at it all day and watch what I've traded and then watch what I've gotten out of and just like see like how good I was. And that's I feel like it's unhealthy for me, so I have to do mostly mostly swing trades on like setups that I like and. So and yeah, and also it, it's I don't know it's just a little easier for me. But
0: yeah, no, I think I think that you know, and, and they were talking about it, and you know, Stephen Johnson was saying how he hasn't not traded ever looked at the market in four years, like not once. Yeah. And you know, and Tim too was talking about you know how. it it just becomes a way of life. And and I sit to both of them like, I don't know if that's ever going to be me because, you know, I have my business, I have clients, you know, I I don't know that I can give it that sort of time commitment and focus. I'm not saying I won't want to be able to give it that kind of focus, but there's other balls in the air that I have to tend to. So, you know, I think I just have to get past this issue with the you know, it's only five hours right now, but it'll be six hours in a couple of weeks between me and New York here yeah. in Hawaii. So that's going to be a little tricky. But Tim and Stephen are both confident that I can do these afternoon. You know, they're, they're like, you know, and and they were saying, you know, could be that you become a swing trader. It mm-hmm. could be that you, uh, you know, because even today I wanted to connect with Bryce about Tim's idea about going back in. And for the listeners, it's February 17th if you're looking at Mara yourselves um, and I, I Bryce was kind of busy. I had a couple of calls I had to hop on. So I, I was like, okay, once I'm finished with my, you know, responsibilities today, then I can look at Mara, but that would be me taking a trade after hours, which is when I took Mara actually last week. I I'm pretty sure I took it Thursday after hours or Friday. Mm-hmm. I have to check my notes. Um, but so it, it might be that I can't take my treats until after hours. And then, yeah. you know, but it, but it was interesting watching it in there, not being able to do anything about it. You know, like <laughs> I, we set in a couple of stops, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, look, the mechanics of what I press, how I get in, how I get out. The only way I'm going to learn it is if I do it. So yeah. that's
1: and what there- I'm up to are a lot of them that's that's right remember that that sheet i sent you that i'm building all those different different uh, types of trade uh you know like the limit trade the terms the terminology yep because there are a lot and each brokerage i mean they all have the same fundamental parts of it but i mean you can't just like jump into a new brokerage without figuring out the ways in and out of things first totally
0: totally it's a it's a lot to to grapple with Uh, in the midst of so much around the market itself to grapple with. So it's, I I think it's a a appropriately intimidating place for people to come and (laughs) I, I don't, I, I think on principle alone, I won't download the Robin hood app, but you know, I like the, I just, I'm so mad about what they did <laughs> that I, I really don't know morally, like as a conscious capitalist that I could ever download that app, but I hear there's another competitor to them now. So that one I probably would be happy to download. But the reason this- I'm interested is just the simplicity. There obviously is a simplicity to that, uh, that, you know, but, but it would, I would rather be able to learn, How to do this, and then I could do it simple or complex, you know, better to understand the full enchilada before I start going for the fast food.
1: what a great term i love that comparison
0: uh, i want to have the seven course meal and if i want fast food i can have it and then but,
1: if i go to taco bell that's fine but that's, that's fine but
0: at least if i want a full eight course mexican meal i would be able to enjoy that
1: yeah well, let me tell you once you once you have the full eight course yeah. meal it's your it's, it's to fine to
0: Taco Bell. It's fine to look at a Taco
1: Bell, <laughs> but you never want to go to Taco Bell. Yeah,
0: exactly. Once you got to Mexico I <laughs> had real Mexicans, you're like, what is this crap? That's funny. <laughs> it's funny when uh, Ray uh, asked me, Ray asked great questions on the confessions of a market maker. Shout out to Ray and JJ. They had me on their podcast. And if you guys haven't seen my podcast interview with Ray and JJ, it is an hour and 50 minutes long. (laughs) I just noticed that the other day. I I mean, I'm sure I noticed it when it came out. I did it, what, two months ago? Maybe three months ago. I think so. It was like November. Holy mackerel. They let me go, man. An hour and 48 minutes. or some crazy stuff like that. So anyway, it is a great, I mean, you know. Sounds like I'm being conceited to say it was a great interview. But what I mean is that Ray asked really great questions. And one of his questions at the end was, if I was on death row, what would my last meal be? And the answer was the Four Seasons Restaurant in New York, which is not even there anymore, uh, which was like the most incredible high-end cuisine, you know, multiple dishes. Uh, or this pizza place on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. That, <laughs> I think the name of the place was called Pete. Pizza,
1: you know yeah 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 like it's like, and they the were
0: pizza like, on the corner yeah exactly <laughs> and they were like those are your two I'm like which well depends on which one was available you know so I can go high end but I can also go low proud when necessary
1: I love that <laughs> I think we all have that in us to in well, I mean, various parts of our lives right yes too.
0: yes i think so too i think yeah. so too it's the variety you know like you don't always want to go to a seven course meal or a white tablecloth restaurant sometimes you just want to you know go to a what are those things called a food truck
1: yeah absolutely
0: the food trucks in Manhattan were really good. There would be actually a half a block line of all the suits at lunchtime outside of some of the good food trucks that we had. And everybody knew the good food trucks from the bad food trucks.
1: <laughs> how do you how did you determine that?
0: Well, you, you know, just, it just happens know. once and you don't forget. Do <laughs> and that word spreads like wildfire, don't go to that truck, it's oh, not gonna be pretty.
1: That's funny. <laughs>
0: So usually where the longest lines were those were the ones that were usually uh had successfully navigated mm. you know a lot of men that were out of shape and clearly white and pasty skinned because they were all working 15 hour days in their office buildings with yes. no you know true daylight coming in freezing yeah. cold because all those hedge funds are always kept so freaking cold because you know they feel that their brains are working better at that level that's why all those guys wear the hedge fund vests you always see these like like fleece vests where did those come from they came from necessity because the offices were 60 degrees i did not yes. know that yes Every all the assistants, we all had heaters under our desk just to try to stop shivering from the cold (laughs) because we would have to be there before they got in. We'd get at our desk sometimes at 6.30 and we'd be there till at least 6.30. And that's why they all so fed us. You know, everybody's like, oh my God, you can order from any restaurant in the world. Well, they're trying to keep us to our desk. We'd sometimes eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at our desk. Oh, man. I know. It was fun to order at fancy restaurants, but still, you were like, I'd rather go to Taco Bell and get Capella. <laughs>
1: <laughs> give me 30 minutes away.
0: <laughs> please, please give me 30 minutes away. So anyway, I'm excited about the Mar trade. I'm excited to just see that I didn't lose $112 and gained
1: 1970.
0: Um, Big sorry. profit.
1: Yeah, that's... I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. They just got to do it again and again and again. again every day.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's what Stephen said. He's like, now can you duplicate that, Kim, is the question. I don't know. I don't the crazy know.
1: thing is, is with the, the Bitcoin plays right now. I mean, if they're in sympathy to Bitcoin, it's, I mean, as long as Bitcoin just continues to crush through, you know, 40,000, then 50,000, today it went 52, and in after hours, I saw riot and i think mara went up a little bit too but everything that's bitcoin related just continues to keep going
0: what do you remember your first trade lucas
1: my first no i remember my first like the first stock i bought and that was apple but that was because i worked at apple
0: wow (laughs) Wow. Uh, that's awesome
1: yeah but no i don't my first i'm trying to think of my first day trade um I don't. I, I think maybe on Rolls Royce a long time wow. ago. Wow,
0: that's a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are they they're still around, but they're like
0: they are.
1: Last time I checked, they're hemorrhaging. Yes, they are. So are they? <laughs> yeah, just because. I mean, everybody is, but and everybody they're is. they're not really moving into the EV sector. I don't think so.
0: No, I doubt they will. Poor they guys. Might, yeah, but
1: yeah, I don't remember. I I wish I did.
0: It's okay. You were <laughs> for first stock you. But i mean yeah. i don't I don't think I'll forget this, but it's also you know you've been at this a while, and you know you were young when you started, yeah, I'm not so young, and so I think you know this one will stay around in my memory bank for a while <laughs> just just because it's you know such a it's such a pivot point for me, yeah, it's such a pivot point, so yeah.
1: I, I i don't know what this means but i remember a lot of the big losses i had early on <laughs> do you yeah
0: well because but losses take up like what do i think it's like three or four times the pain level
1: yeah that's that the, the the theory of loss aversion right Is yeah
0: exactly how
1: much exactly. more exactly how much harder we take them than wins and i would say right. that definitely holds true if i have a you know uh, a five, 5%, five 7% loss, that's way worse. I think about it way more than I think about a 20% win, you know, which is crazy. Absolutely. 20% is huge. and Yep. So.
0: Yep. It's just, again, the default setting of our brain is not set up to support this endeavor. And we have to kind of keep these reminders in front of us. Uh, you know, some a good friend of mine is recovering from COVID and, you know, they're, they're frustrated by how long it's taking them. And yet I f- was saying, let's look at the stats of how many are dead. <laughs> and let's look at the stats of how many people are on ventilators. And let's look at how many people are still in the hospital. Like, okay, you're staying a little bit longer than you would like. Like, it's what do we compare to? If we compare like, well, they got over it in a minute. Compared to like, but we're not looking at the full, you know, big picture. Yeah. Because I think our brains just have a tendency to compare the compare to despair. Like it's mm-hmm. just the default setting. And we got, we've got we got to know that for ourselves to protect yeah. ourselves from being sucked into the gutter yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah. It is interesting that like if, do you, when was the last time you felt like, totally at peace and like didn't have those worries of the, of the being sucked into the gutter.
0: It's a really good question. It, it happens for me when I go into my prayer slash meditation slash stillness space. I can, I, I feel very fortunate that at least I can access it in those moments Yeah, and everything falls away. Yep. However, being able to keep that, once I come out of it, as soon as I come out of it, it lasts perhaps the longest, and as the day goes on, it shortens and shortens and shortens, which is part, part of why I think Campbell, Joe Campbell, talks about going back to that place within that, that room where nothing can get at you. Um, and 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 connecting re-anchoring to whatever that belief system is spiritual, you know, de- deity or perhaps it's nature or science or whatever. Like you got to connect to that every day because it's so easy to get the to get caught up in the really in the spiritual tradi- traditions. It's called the Maya. You know, yeah. the Maya is the matrix, right? So mm-hmm. if you get caught up in that and they come back to center. So I, I do find that when I've been, when I paddle, I get access to it yeah. because first of all, there's no supposed to be no talking in the canoe. And so you're just on the water, you're doing a repetitive thing and you're looking out at the ocean and you're looking out at the mountains on the big islands, you know, and you know, that makes it easy, but yeah. yeah.
1: How about, how about yourself? Um, similar, I was going to say, so in the mornings when I meditate for sure, uh, and then I also journal and, but I, I, and, and why I work out the same, same thing. And I think a lot of people have that, a similar experience when they're working out or, yeah because it is, there's a lot of types of workouts that become meditative. Yes. Um, you know, like a lot of times when I'm hiking, I'll just count my footsteps up yep. to 20 and then just start yep. again. And it's like, yep. you get in this like really. I, for myself, at least I get yeah. in this really peaceful zone and it's like nothing, like nothing else really matters. And it's so, it's so exactly. nice and beautiful. Um, exactly. And then, yeah, I have like mantras that I talk to myself about <laughs> That's awesome. throughout the day, just awesome. when, when things are, you know, when you, when you, when your mind starts spiraling or
0: totally, so. totally the the spiral for me is uh catastrophizing. I'm really, yeah. I, I could get, I, I already have acquired, like, I think I'm a doctorate in catastrophizing. <laughs> I haven't. I should put doctor after my name. And they'll be like, oh, a doctor of fun. I'm a doctor of catastrophizing. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kim. Oh, she's a doctor in catastrophizing. Nobody else can catastrophize more than she can in her imagination. <laughs> but that comes from, you know, this very interesting life I've had where I have seen and been through, like, so many – unfreaking believable things that I can't help but think you know looking over my shoulder and waiting for the other shoe to drop it's just it become you know it saved my ass when I was a kid now not so much now not so much
1: that's the the crazy things that we I shouldn't say crazy but the things that we hold on to the, the subconscious mind is like it holds those values that we don't even know that we have. And we don't totally. like, unless we really focus on and practice totally dealing with them in, the, in exactly. the conscious world. It's.
0: And even if I even consciously am aware, like I was very conscious that I was so triggered over these last few days, right. With a mm-hmm. variety of things that were going on for me. And I still couldn't kind of pull myself up and out of it because yeah. I ha- I just because I was being triggered on a really kind of visceral level for some that was like really kind of based in survival for me mm-hmm. yeah. that I was like I know I'm overreacting, I know I'm catastrophizing. I could find some peace in the stillness on occasion but I was like, but I can't fully pull myself up out of the sand pit because I just can't. So it, it's probably even worth speaking to at some point, I needed to stop uh, trying to pull myself up out of the sandpit because I, I was very conscious. You know, I, with conversations with you, with a couple other people in my life, they were just like, okay, you're really triggered about this. I'm like, I know I am. Like, so that everybody, you know, everybody was like, you know, you gotta just trust and let it go. I'm like, I can't. Like I can't, I am not gonna be able to have peace until I get clarity about X, Y, Z. And in the midst of even trying to deal with it, there was a part of me that was like, I should let go. I should just trust the source has my back. I should be okay with not doing X, Y, Z, which were my ways of like making sure I had all bases covered. And And then at some point I was like, But it's still a should. I'm still shooting myself. So at some point I was like, I am going to be triggered until this particular thing has a resolution and I'm going to just have to not resist that I'm fully throttled by the throat right now. And that's when it started to probably, actually, I think that's when it started to shift. I, I was very fortunate to talk to one friend who has a really great ability to just hold space for me and not... Try to problem solve. She did not problem solve, which God bless all the problem solvers I have around me. I love them all. I do. I'm a problem solver. I love my own problem solving ability, but there are times in the middle of the fire where god you don't want anybody giving you a solution you just want somebody to sit in the fire with you and go this sucks yeah and i got had one friend who did that for me the other day and when i stopped trying to get myself out of it and she didn't try to get me out of it she just was like it sucks that's when it started to lift when i it wasn't like it went away but i was able to breathe i had a little bit of oxygen in my tank and i was supposed to do a thursday uh no, it was a Tuesday Instagram live. So I talked to her earlier in the morning yesterday, right? Today's Wednesday. It's like no. a blur. <laughs> and and I talked to her and then a couple of hours later, I was able to do the Instagram live because I was able, somebody was able to hold space for me and not solve it, not give me, you know, do this and you could do that. And you could take, try this. I just needed to just sit in it, not pretend it wasn't shitty and that gave me the ability to move into a space of like, okay, this really sucks and I'm okay in the suck it sucks mode.
1: That's that's I mean empathy for that your friend gave you and then you gave yourself, right? Totally. And it's totally I think so difficult for for a lot of us to do that. I'm, I think so too. Uh, either way. So
0: I think people who are smart and intellectual and can problem solve really well, uh, it's probably also just our strength. We probably have discomfort sitting with somebody that we do know we could solve. We're yeah. like, oh, they just have to go to here and then they can yeah. go to here and then they could go to there. And then I, I, you should do this. Look, look, it's this it's easy. But when you are so triggered, you can't fucking follow point A to point B.
1: You yeah. can't. Any, you are
0: not able to.
1: Yeah, and you all you see are just like roadblocks in and any in any direction, and so it's just Correct. like. Correct. But that's, I think, like you said, if you can just sit in it, like sit in the shit, and be like, "Oh, this is shit," and then you're like, then then it becomes clearer that it's just shit, and you are able totally to
0: find a way, way up, up yeah. and out. And and I think you know, even people giving you this potential life. Preserver to pull out, like you still have to grab it, and and I feel like sometimes people throw it too soon, and mm-hmm. you know knocks you in the head, yeah,
1: and knocks you further back. <laughs> That's or knocks
0: you out and you're unconscious out on saying. the water <laughs>
1: like, well, I don't need that Throw I don't back need that
0: <laughs> I just need to just be admitting that I'm in the ocean and it's not pretty yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway thank God for uh, Shakuntala this one girlfriend of mine she just yeah. is able to sit there and go that sucks and she doesn't say anything yeah I'm like, I constantly strive to get better at that. I think I'm able to do it in my coaching better than I'm able to do it with my personal, personal life. Yeah. yeah. Because, because I really am, and it doesn't mean I don't love my clients, but I have agreed to step into a place of neutrality with them. Whereas my friends or family, I'm so like, I want them to be okay.
1: Yeah, you're also just much more involved, like
0: yeah, totally with
1: them personally, and that makes total sense. I think if you look around, I I mean, I was doing it while you're telling me this story, and it's like I know people who've done it to me, and I know when I've done it to other people, and it's like, and it's all the closest people to me, and it's and and that's tough, but it's the reality of how we live, right?
0: Exactly, it is. It is, and 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 it's also, you know, it's indicative of like loved ones, and it's like well. You you want people to love you. You want pe you want those that love you and that are around you. They want you know, you want them to say, Well, I want him to be happy. I want her to be happy, I want her to be okay. Like mm-hmm. that's what we want from our loved ones. You don't yeah. want a Jocko Willinick on the sideline going like too bad. Suck it up. You know, like, you don't want that in your bedroom. <laughs> you know, I mean. I, I mean well, some people might,
1: but. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's a good point. Did you ever see that Billy <laughs> episode where they got Jocko to show up at the bed?
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that, no.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. it's so it must funny. be later in the season. It's, it's. I don't know. I think, I think it's last season. Okay. The, the season before. But I guess at some point, Axe, uh, who who is it? I think it's Dollar Bill agrees to be in a this fun, like a, a boxing match with some famous other hedge fund.
1: Oh, really? Maddie, and money mark, <laughs> not
0: sure. And so he's like, okay, I agree. And then and then Axe hires Jocko, the real him. Jocko, and he's at his bed at 4 a.m. And he's had to sleep in bed with his wife. And Jocko's like, time to get up and start training. And he's like, what the fuck? And Axe is standing there like, that's right, Donald Bill, let's go. <laughs>
1: It makes, a good, <laughs> it makes for good. It makes for good TV. Don't exactly. act like that in your personal life. So. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because people, you know, they won't stick around. You know. Yeah. But but in a way, Jocko is actually what I'm saying is like he's a great example of a coach in a way, right? Because he's he's not gonna hold you as uh he's not gonna kind of you know what's the word like there is a neutrality to the jockos of the world and to the coaches like even to yeah. the trainers the gym I've worked with yeah mm-hmm. they're just getting you you know you say you can't do more and they're like actually you can
1: I know you, you can. know yeah
0: right they know yeah. what that tank reserve is and I think that's part of what yeah. uh, the loved ones don't do they can't be neutral like a Jocko could be yeah. they can't be neutral like a coach can be because they care about you which is something we want but at the same time there's a time and a place where we do need people to just uh be neutral and not try to change it or fix it or you know yeah make it different
1: also just wait until you have a trade go against you cuz you have like the best case scenario ever where you took a trade and it immediately went up <laughs> and totally. you never had to see it dip at all down. so that's it cuz then I, that's where you, you run into real catastrophizing and so then it's exactly. whether you want to just like swaha cut ties and deal with it later or That's if you, right. you want to like hold on to that hot ember and be like I'm in, hands. Con- I'm in control <laughs> and you will work
0: <laughs> i know I'm, I'm very you know it's funny we were talking about Timbo wants me to watch The Shining, and I, I'm, I'm very, I'm. You've never so. seen The
1: Shining? No, I've never seen The Shining. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> so he's very. What movies uh, do you
1: watch, Kim? <laughs> I,
0: I, I know I don't, I don't watch horror movies or violent movies. I, I probably watch, you know, dramas and uh, classics. You know, I, I just have a hard time with violence. So. That's fair. So, so he was, you know, going on about the cinematography the la la la. And I'm like, I know Kubrick. I know. What, what's the other one? Kubrick and, uh, who's the one that wrote it? It's like, cool. It's oh, Stephen King. Stephen it's King like, is. you know, the two brilliant minds. He's like, you can't, and you Jack can't Nicholson's not see it. it. And, and Jack Nicholson, yeah. <laughs> la la la. Right. So I'm like, okay, okay. I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Right. So, so I call my friend. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta watch this with somebody. It looks too scary. And, and I, she's like, uh, I don't think you're going to watch that movie. I'm like, no, no, no. I have to watch. I'm going to watch. She's like, I think you need to check the trailer. Yeah, you know, I put on the trailer. I couldn't get through the trailer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Nope, no, way. Right. no <laughs> way, no so, way. So where was I going with this story? So, so uh, ultimately winds <laughs> up happening is I come back today. I tell Tim, it's not going to happen. And, and then at and some point, Stephen Johnson said the funniest thing ever. He was like, Kim, if, if, if you had taken that, if you, if you're if you've taken a short position and you watch it completely crumble before you, that is actually scarier. Than watching the shining <laughs> uh, and he's like, so now you have to watch the shining just so you can be prepared for the kind of horror that really is coming your way eventually as a trader so
1: that is why i mean for for new new traders no new trader should be shorting anything yeah. you I, in my opinion you should be uh, you you need to go long for at least a year year. or two yeah like consistently almost every day going long so you understand how makes sense how things move how and why they move and then not that you you ever really know why they move but at least how things move so that you don't because you man going short is just the quickest way to blow up it's like like you said worst case scenario with your mara trade yeah it goes to zero dollars. and you're out $112. That's right. Like worst case scenario, if you shorted Mara and it somehow like Bitcoin went to 100000 overnight, you'd be... Mara would be at like $400 and you'd be... Then you'd owe your brokerage, you know, five hundred dollars. That would be
0: scary. That would be scary.
1: <laughs> That's the difference between shorting and longing. So.
0: <laughs> I think I'll take long for now. I'll yeah, take go long. Long. I'll I, take I'll take long, Alex, for two hundred <laughs> for the rest of my trading <laughs> career. <laughs> uh so anyway after this i talked to my sister about the shining and just like you you've never seen a shining <laughs> she's like you have to see it the cinematography <laughs> she starts saying everything that tim just said i was just like oh my gosh how am i gonna get through this i'm gonna yeah. have to watch the damn movie now he's threatening to do a live feed of us watching of the you shining. watching
1: it <laughs> That
0: would be we're gonna put a camera on you, Kim, to just watch how many times you close your eyes.
1: <laughs> At least if, if you guys were doing it together, then it you, that's you, what I
0: said, yeah, you'd
1: be all right, but
0: yeah, yeah I, I don't want to do those. I said, I was like, come on, I don't want to, I'm afraid. <laughs> I want somebody to tell me when to close my eyes. I'll, I'll hear the music, but that'll just be like this, then the whole time.
1: <laughs> it's so, a, anyway, it's a fun movie. I mean, if you yeah. like scary stuff.
0: No, I don't like scary stuff. I don't like murder. I don't want to watch ghosts. I don't want to watch blood coming out of walls and and an axe. I mean, I've seen enough clips of it with the two twin girls. I mean, it doesn't look like a walk in the park.
1: So the first time I saw The Shining was I was like eight years old. And for some reason, my dad had it on. (laughs) Like, I, and yeah, my mom wasn't home, obviously. And it was like the, the middle of the day on like a Saturday. And I think it was on TV or I don't know if he put it on. But I just remember being like, this is terrifying. And just. <laughs> Did yeah, you probably, watch yeah.
0: the rest of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah.
1: And from like then on, like hallways with like any hallway I was in. But from like <laughs> the age of eight to 18, I was sure there was going to be like ghost twins in. So. Oh.
0: God, of course, of course, oh my God, so he, he was like, he's like Kim, Stephen King, like, it's like how, and Kubrick, you can't, you can't watch a movie and not be scared, <laughs> <He's> like, it's like, <laughs> it's just not, going to happen, minds. <laughs> yeah, some definite wild minds, but yeah, but I was trying to say, like, my empathic qualities serve me well, except they don't let me really watch those kind of movies. Yeah. So, you know, I had one good friend, Christine, shout out to you, Christine, who actually spent two hours giving me a play-by-play of Pulp Fiction, which I have also not ever seen. Oh, <laughs> because she was like, Kim, this is the best movie ever. And if you can't watch it, I will tell it to you. And she did. She had watched it 17 <laughs> times. So she knew everything. And I just sat, I remember we we're on like a little holiday weekend somewhere. And we we just sat on the bed all night. And she just told me the whole Pulp Fiction. It was awesome. So wow. I feel like I saw it.
1: <laughs> but you just didn't see the...
0: Literally watch the violence like
1: her, exactly, of exactly
0: <laughs> exactly. She just she just told me, and then there was blood in the car. You know, like yeah, <laughs> that's, that's way, exactly what my brain.
1: <laughs> that's what I thought of when <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the part you don't want to see. The rest is I, awesome, though. There's so many good things in that movie.
0: I know. I should watch that too. I, sure. I need somebody to take all these movies and maybe you. You can edit them <laughs> up for me. <laughs>
1: Just take out the the scary parts, the violence and the scary just parts. Just put in like a little text layer that says, yeah. "This is where this happened."
0: This is this <laughs> is the violent part. Came. You don't want to see. It. Next, we just pivot to the
1: next. That's funny.
0: So, okay, we probably talked off on a tangent uh, oh, long yeah. enough. So, like but you. you know, it's part of these it's, podcasts.
1: It's and it's all related, in my opinion. That's
0: right. That's right. I think it is, too. I think it is, too. And we are excited about a couple of guests coming on. We're going to be interviewing Howard Linsen.
1: Yeah, we got Howard coming. Um, And then we got surprise guests coming up. Yes,
0: yes, we do have a surprise (laughs) guest. We can't tell you who. But that one is, I think, going to be, I mean, JJ is like, what, 127 views? Uh, That is like a really surprise. Um, And we have Brian Lee coming on.
1: Yeah, Brian Lee. Yep. He's going to come on. I'm, I'm oh, excited to talk to both Brian I, I and, and Howard. Howard because one, in my mind, they're like complete opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum. Like Brian yeah. is a short biased day trader and Howard is like the most long, long-term investment thinker I can, I know of. So Exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> That's what's going to be so fun to just have these two very different perspectives and, yeah. um, and then, you know, eventually i I'm, I kind of feel like I want to just tease the audience about who the special surprise guest will be. We'll have to we'll have yeah. to figure out ways to do a little teaser. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so it's I'm pretty... excited. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have fun. So come back to our next episode. And please, may I request that if you guys like this podcast, please give us a star, you know, five star rating if you feel we're worthy of that. And or on iTunes and subscribe. Please subscribe to it. Everybody on YouTube talks about pressing a bell. Do we have a bell, Lucas, to yeah, You can press? subscribe.
1: We've got a couple new subscribers in the past week or so. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Is there a bell? Some <clears throat> bell people talk about
1: like is, I think it's the it's the bell that is for subscribing
0: okay okay yeah, so I sign think. up for that people and if you like us go <laughs> sign up for iTunes, the bell <laughs> sign up for the bell everybody says that their youtube has I'm like what's the bell i don't know what the bell is um, and then if you are game to maybe consider writing a testimonial on apple itunes that would really help a lot they they really help with the algorithm so i don't i think we have a couple of nice yeah. uh reviews on there, but only two, I think. So we could use a couple more if you guys are open to it.
1: Funny, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying that it's actually much more difficult to write reviews on Apple now, so... Oh, is um, it? Yeah, I haven't looked into it, but just okay it might be a part of our so if you reason. really want to do it we know that yeah. you really care because that's right. it's more difficult now that's right <laughs> that you really
0: went the extra mile
1: <laughs> yeah
0: all right uh, and well, please give us in your comments to what you want to hear us talk about if you like what, when we kind of go off on a tangent if you rather see us be specific about things and also let's talk about this that i'm doing now instagram lives on tuesdays and thursdays at 4 30 p.m uh, eastern yeah. time to do speed Coaching and just a couple of tips and tricks. I call it Tactical Trader Tuesday and Truth a uh, Trader Truth Thursday. Yeah. So come to those. It's been amazing. We've had volunteers this whole time who do like 10-15 minute coaching session with me. Uh and we we're it's a good, nice, steady group we keep having on Tuesdays. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm
0: excited about that. So you guys that. should
1: definitely tune in and if you're feeling up for it, volunteer for a coaching. It's yeah, it's great. That'd and congrats great. Kim again on taking your first trade. Thank I'm you. excited Thank to you. see where this goes from here. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty excited. I'm excited too. And you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. I mean, I have a lot of humility around it because I've talked to too many traders for too many years that I know that humility uh is the only way forward. So, it's not and not humility like bravado humility just like, "Oh, I am so sure that I'm not going to, you know, See my own blind spots, so I think hopefully that helps. I know I'm going to yep. have blind spots, so yep. let's hope they're not costly.
1: Yeah, we'll You're see. Be great. We'll
0: find out. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> thanks for the confidence. <laughs> thanks for the confidence vote. <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap this up. Aloha from now in Hawaii, we say a hui ho, which means until we meet again. So a hui ho, aloha, Lucas.
1: This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with K Man Curtain. You can find out more about her and her team online at TheWallStreetCoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.